just wondering how everyone's doing now that we are post-eclipse, sort of. We're still in the eclipse tunnel and eclipses have an effect of six months or more. So we're not out of the woods yet, but it's been a pretty rough couple weeks. If you're being affected by this eclipse portal, if you're feeling tired, wired, and your energy is rather erratic, don't worry. It's part of the energy cycle and it will feel better after a while. We're in the midst of a powerful period of change, and I know you already know that. And this is not an easy time. It's never easy to force dense energy out of its entrenched position. Those roots run very deep and they've been in place for a long time. If you've ever tried to dig up ivy plants, you know what I mean. No matter how much you dig, they send very long roots into the ground and they anchor themselves by sending out side roots all over the place. No matter how much you dig, the next year you keep on finding ivy plants and you just have to keep on digging the roots as you find the plants. I know, I recently tried to take ivy out of my garden. It's been a three-year struggle. Let's get started. November is a critical month on the Ascension timeline and I hope you've had a chance to read the November Energy Report. It's just one part of a multi-year process that began with 2020 and everything that's happened in the past two plus years. It looks like we're going through a dark process, but are we really just seeing the dark and density in its full state for the first time? What do you do when you're facing darkness? You remember that it's part of our path of spiritual initiation. There's always a dawn and the key to the redemption is light. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. There's an old saying that says, it's always darkest before the dawn. If you've been up around 5 a.m. just before sunrise, as I know many of you have, like me, you know this is true. There's a period during the night when it gets very quiet. Even the animals that roam during the night are still. The birds aren't awake yet, and there is no sound. It is in this moment that it's the darkest and the world is poised and waiting for the sun to rise. And in our lives and with our life challenges, we go through a similar process, except while we're fairly certain the sun will rise and there'll be a dawn, we can't always be sure that this is true in our lives. But we must, 
because the light brings the dawn of new understanding to us, just as the light brings the dawn and a new day for the world. If you've ever been through a challenging time in your life, you know that at some point things look really bleak. There's no hope. You don't know what to do. You feel lost, stuck, and hopeless, and very scared. You begin to question your motives, your power, and your choices. You look for blame and then move into shame and guilt and start judging yourself and every choice you've ever made in your life. You feel stupid, ignorant, and totally clueless. What was I thinking? How did I let this happen to me? And what am I going to do to get out of this mess? Sound familiar? It should because we have all been through it. We go through spasms of self-doubt, fear, judgment, and condemnation when our lives get turned upside down. What we thought was an innocent and clearly beneficial move or choice turns into a tsunami of results that we don't want, each one worse than the one before. What happened? How do our lives get turned upside down and why? We don't deliberately choose to suffer and yet that seems to be part of the process by design. Well, it is in a way, but the design is really to get us to shift our energy vibe and move the timeline we're on to a different frequency. And that's part of the process of initiation into spirit, what I call the path of spiritual initiation, a concept I introduced in 2004. If you have been following me that long, you know that I wrote a five-part series on the path of spiritual initiation, which you can find in my book, Ascending into Miracles. And I wrote that series in early 2004, and then Planet Lightworker, the online the magazine, published it in late 2004. You can find it in my book, the Ascending into Miracles, The Path of Spiritual Mastery, that I published around, I think, 2010. And I've been teaching a course in the path of spiritual initiation for mm, almost as long, probably at least 15 years. It's been a long-standing topic because I know how important it is. It's also the way we define our life path. What I call the path of spiritual initiation is this path of initiation. It's a spiritual pilgrimage, a journey from dark to light, from despair to directed action, and from victim to victor. I call it the five steps that can change your life. And it's true because the process does change your life as it nudges you towards the activation of your energetic awareness and sovereignty. But the way it happens isn't very empowering, which is why many people think that it's not a very good process. Usually taking you to the darkest night of your soul in the hopes that you'll find the light within yourself to ignite the dawn of a new awareness. Now take note, this is not a single journey. It doesn't happen just once. It's the path that every single experience takes because everything is part of our personal journey from dark to light, which is a shift in energetic frequency and vibration and not a test of our ability to withstand tremendous sustained suffering. If we understood the path of spiritual initiation, we would get through the suffering a lot faster because we would understand the reasons and the purpose of those lessons. We would also understand what we have to do to stop them and move into the enlightenment and beyond stages. Of course, we want to do that as quickly as possible. 
but we often want too much too quickly and we wait too long to acknowledge the spiritual initiation process and then we have to create a miracle to fix the situation. I've done that and it works, but it's a little hard to do. Let me explain. I've shared this before on in my Enlightening Life weekly broadcast. I've actually given it a few times as a keynote. It's a fabulous story. It talks about how in moments of disempowerment and deep despair, we can create a miracle. Now, I don't suggest this and I don't recommend that you wait until those moments, but sometimes when you've got to have a miracle, it shows up and it did for me. I wrote this article called The Clue Phone is Ringing and it's all about how I completely ignored the signs about a job that I was trying to get, actually a job that I was hired for and I moved to Phoenix, Arizona for and then they decided not to hire me. But there were lots of clues on the way that things weren't going well and I wasn't paying attention and I let things get way out of hand until I arrived at this, literally the bottom. The house that I had rented in the anticipation of having this job, which was actually close to the office, I could no longer afford. I was running out of money. I had to break my lease, something I'd never done before, and move out of the house. Luckily, the landlord was gracious about it. I had agreed to meet him at the house with the keys. Of course, I left the house clean. I always do. There's one problem. I have a baby grand piano. It's an old piano. It's an old Steinway and it is really heavy and it was still in the living room. It's nine o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm in the house. I'm finishing up the cleaning. I'm just doing some final dusting. I'm looking at the piano every few minutes, wondering how the heck I'm supposed to get the piano out of the house. I had called a couple of piano movers. Nobody was available. I called them earlier in the week. No one was available. The landlord was coming around noon. If I left the piano in the house, he, of course, was going to keep it. And I loved the piano. I just didn't know what to do. Now, remember, I was having to give up my house. I was having to move in with a friend temporarily until I could figure out what to do. I didn't have a job. I had not gotten the job that I had moved to Phoenix to take, which was, I thought, my absolute dream job. It was not a high point in my life. I was so sad and so despondent and so upset. I sat on the floor and I'm just sobbing. I'm boohooing. I'm not a, a big crier, but this time I was really crying. I didn't know what to do. I felt really lost and battered and beaten down. I was upset at not having gotten this job. And of course, now I have this piano that I treasured. I couldn't get it moved. So I am sobbing as hard as I could. Luckily, I was alone in the house. I'm crying and crying. And I hear the voice of my angels and guides, which I know well, look in the phone book. First, I didn't hear the voice very well. And then I thought, look at the phone book. Well, one of the few things left in the house, remember, I'm sitting on the floor because there is literally not a piece of furniture in the house. It's completely empty. There's no place to sit. But I did have the phone book there. So I got the phone book and my little guidance voice said, look up piano movers. I look up a piano mover and one of them just jumps out at me. So I call the phone number. Luckily, I did have my cell phone with me. And the man answers and he's all cheerful and he asks me what happened. Of course, I'm sniffling and snuffling and I can barely talk because I'm still crying. And he asked me what's wrong. And I said, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I have this piano and... 
he listened to me patiently. He was really a nice man. And then he said, boy, you're, this is your lucky day. I happen to be five minutes away from you. I normally don't work on Friday, but I'm delivering a piano for a friend and I'll be happy to pick up your piano. So he stopped by right on time, took the piano apart, literally took him five minutes to get the piano taken apart, put on his truck, tied down, and he was ready to go. So I paid him for the move and I said, look, I'm having this issue right now. I don't know when I can get the piano delivered. Can you store it for me? He said, sure, no problem. In the space of less than 10 minutes and long before the landlord came to get the keys back and for to, you know, to inspect the house and get the keys back, the piano was gone. I had been struggling and fighting and trying to figure out how to get this piano moved for almost the entire week. Within about 10 minutes, it was all done. So thank you to my angels and spirit guides. But I had to create that miracle. I had waited and waited. And part of the reason I waited, and you'll see if you read this article, a clue phone is ringing, is because I really thought I was going to get this job. And bear in mind, this was my dream job. Head of an IT division of a major company, doing work with technology, doing innovative stuff right up my alley, but it didn't happen. This is how you take these moments of disempowerment, this dark night of the soul moment and turn it into something light. It helps if you listen to your angels and spirit guides, but you also have to believe it will happen. And then when it does start taking action, but why does this stuff all happen to us? When it's time for us to move up the ascension spiral, we get a little nudge that things aren't working. Energy isn't moving and we're not expanding. We're in our comfort zone. We're stuck. We're comfortable. We are sitting back and relaxing. The problem is we're getting a little too comfortable. The energy isn't moving. We're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. We're stagnant. Now we can pay attention to that first nudge and start making changes. But sometimes the nudge is so faint that we ignore it and we're so entrenched in our comfort zone and we're so comfortable where we are. We don't really want to get out of our comfy chair to get up and answer the call of the universe to expand and explore new potentials. It's not really causing us any immediate problems. And even if it is causing us some discomfort, it's not strong enough yet for us to make it a priority. And we don't prioritize it until the nudge becomes a shove. And then we get shoved hard enough that we fall flat on our face. Now we're paying attention. The situation is very clear and we want immediate relief, but we're on that energy timeline and we have to change it before our life situation can change. We've just stepped into a new spiritual initiation journey and we don't even know it. All we see is, how bad things are, and how ill-equipped we think we are to change it. We don't realize that the awakening part is the first step on the journey, and it can be short or long, depending on how we proceed into the next step, the trial. If we understand that it's a trial, we can shorten the process considerably. But if we think it's a punishment or we're just unloved and unlucky, we are in it for the long haul. Next time you're up around 4 a.m. when it's truly dark and quiet outside, and if you're like me, that's almost a nightly occurrence, watch what happens as the dawn approaches. First, there is no sound or movement. Even the night stalkers have gone home. 
then you'll hear a few birds begin to sing. They're the ones who announce the awakening of the day. Then, even though the sun has not yet arrived, more birds begin to sing. And if you watch the horizon, you'll see the first faint edge of light. And within minutes, the sky is ablaze with light. The sun is here. Daylight has come. But before that happens, there's a lot of quiet, darkness, stillness, and fear to contend with. No one likes being in the dark. And when it's happening to you and you're responsible for both the darkness and the light, it's even more troubling. When does the light arrive? Usually when we are in such a dark place that we think the dark will never be over. I've been in that space several times. Have you? Come on, everyone's been in that place of desperation, despondency, and depression. Everyone has experienced the terrible and profound fear that the light will never shine again in their life. It's a lot like you feel when it's 4 a.m. and you can't go back to sleep. It's so dark and still outside that you think the sun's never going to rise. Haven't you felt that moment of fear where you think that today just may be the day that the sun doesn't rise and you'll be in the dark forever? You know what I mean. We have all been there. The path of spiritual initiation is not an easy journey, but it's a process and it isn't easy even if we understand it and can get through it fairly quickly. No one likes to have problems and challenges and everyone wants to get through life and be happy every day, but that doesn't happen. We don't change and grow without some kind of irritation in our life to get us out of our comfort zone and if we don't take the initiative to do it ourselves, then we need a little push to get us started. Why can't we just continue on as normal? There's actually a good reason for that and a very valid reason for that because this ascension path is a reflection of our energy. It's not a marathon course with the steps and markers all neatly laid out for us and all we have to do is show up and collect our prize when we cross the finish line. It's our journey of healing to wholeness, to congruence, from dark to light, learning to expand our energy and raise our vibe. It's humanity's journey into 5D integration, the collective journey of our soul mission of becoming divine spiritual humans, the synergy of spiritual and material. This is our commission though. It's not a universal edict. This is why we are here to bring heaven on earth, and it's not a done-for-you process. With each iteration of our path of spiritual initiation, we move into a greater awareness of ourselves and our spiritual presence and allow for more integration and embodiment of spirit. That's where it is. It's not just being, uh, being aware of spirit. It's that next step, integration, embodiment, having that synergy where they work together, not one above the other, not one more important. We don't need to destroy the ego so spirit can take over. Remember, ascension is an integration, not a takeover. This is the integration, the embodiment where we become divine, spiritual, and human, working together side by side. And with each iteration of the path, we also move forward on the ascension path. It's a win-win for us and the universe, although it looks like we're doing all the work. 
but we aren't. And this is one more point that I want to make about this process. We provide the energy container through our intention and the universe provides the energy to fill the container according to the frequency and vibration of our energy container. If we want higher energy in our lives, we have to come forward with a more high vibes energy container. If we want better and stronger results, then we have to set better and stronger intentions and muster up the beliefs and actions to keep them and their energy moving. So many people believe, thanks to some of the spiritual charlatans out there, that all you have to do is twitch your nose and rub your ears and you'll manifest, quote, the life of your dreams. Another myth promoted by the gurus who brought you things like the secret. Co-creation with the universe is a hands-on process, and I mean that literally. As disempowered, hopeless, helpless, confused, and scared as you may be, you are still the prime directive in your life and you still have the power to change it. In fact, you are the only one who has the power to change it. So when it's very dark and you wonder whether you'll ever see the light again, your light source isn't outside of you. No one can bring you a light source to turn it on. It's within you and you have your finger on the light switch. All you have to do is switch it on and start shining and believe that you have the power to do that because you do. Then get out your path of spiritual initiation map and figure out where you are so you can start taking control of the process and make the appropriate energy and timeline shifts so you can raise your vibe and start smiling and enjoying life again. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.